On this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we speak with a CEO and founder for a financial empowerment coaching company to talk about why everybody should know how to manage their money. Don't miss it. Welcome, everyone, to the Open in Indiana podcast, where we feature the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, and visit. Today, our guest is CEO and founder of Women's Financial Empowerment Group, Ruth Agbeloso. Ruth, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Ruth, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So Ruth, I'd like to ask you uh, what it is that you do helping your customers as CEO and founder of Women's Financial Empowerment Group. Well, the primary thing that I do is I provide financial literacy because I've found that a lot of people are just not aware of all the ins and outs of money. A lot of times what they know is how to save money and how to spend money, but all of the other things as far as budgeting, investing, and just overall achieving their financial goals or actually setting financial goals, they have no clue about it. So when I get in there, I educate them about all those different areas of money management and also help them to figure out what their financial goals are and walk them through the process of achieving those goals. Wow, that's quite a bit. So Ruth, let's talk about your background and how you got started. Sure. Actually, my background is in therapy. I'm actually a marriage and family therapist. And during that time working as a therapist, I'm kind of on hiatus right now. I noticed that a lot of my clients had money troubles. And because they had money troubles, that affected every other area of their lives, particularly for the women. Um, I felt that they were so stuck because they weren't managing their money well, or they weren't managing their money at all, either because someone had taken that power away from them, or they just gave up that power. And that was the case for me, you know, being someone coming from a domestic violence situation, I gave up my power in managing my money. And that really was detrimental to my financial health, leaving that situation. So So like I said, I was noticing that these women weren't really involved in their financial decisions. Actually, they weren't making the financial decisions. It was being made for them. So I realized that that was a problem and I did a lot of research on that. Um, But let me just backtrack. Years ago, I used to be a personal financial analyst. So the money arena is not strange to me, but after having been gone from that arena for several years, I kind of put it on the back burner and being in that situation that I found myself in, I really wasn't focused on my financial health. So now come to the future, I realized after having to stay home with my children for a while that, you know what, this is a topic that has been coming up over and over and over. Women really struggling to make it financially. Women that even make six figures not being able to manage their money properly and as a result, losing out. So I figured that it would be great to get in there and just provide that financial literacy. Yes, there are a lot of financial gurus out there, but I felt like being a normal everyday person that I am and just 
normal cheerleader, that's just my personality, that I would be a good person to get in there and say, come on, you can do it. This is how this works. And I can show you how to do it. And, you know, come with me, I'll, I'll help you get to where you want to get. And that was just my thing. And so I wasn't even doing it as a business. It was just always trying to encourage people, always trying to share, always trying to help someone else get to where they needed to go until I decided to make it a business, helping people to help themselves, basically, because that's what coaches do in any arena, right? Help people get to the level that they want to get to. And I am so proud and happy to be able to do that. And so Ruth, what was the exact moment where you knew that this had to be a business? When I realized I was spending so much time doing it, <laughs> I, I, I just was pouring so much time and effort into it. It started out where I decided to start a Facebook group a private Facebook group. And it was something so odd for me because I'm usually a behind the scenes sort of person. So I was like, I can't do a group. Who's going to listen to me? You know, all the voices were coming and it was just like, no, I can't do this. This is weird. This is not me, whatever. But I felt that push within me, like do it, do it. And so <laughs> I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to throw myself out there to the wolves of Facebook and I'm gonna go ahead and start this group and let's see what happens. And then it took off, you know, my friends were interested and then I started getting people that I didn't even know interested and then it just went from there. And then I realized as I kept pouring in more and more time and I also started a YouTube channel. And so as more people were inboxing me and telling me, hey, what, why don't you speak about this? Or wow, this really helped me. I realized that, you know, maybe this is something I can really do and spend more of my time and get paid to do, you know, to really sit down with people and really help them with their financial process. And so Ruth, let's talk about that process of sitting down with a new client for the first time. Uh, walk me through that process uh, that a new client would experience working with you. Okay. The number one thing is I always, even when I did therapy, you are, you are the professional because you know what? I don't know you, you know yourself better than anyone else. So don't look at me as the, the high and mighty or what have you. Um, I want you to allow me to help you to get where you want to get. So I start out by getting to know the person, the individual, because not every situation is the same. Well, actually every situation is different and everybody comes from a different place mentally and what have you. So I walk them through the process of just telling me about themselves and their background with money and trying to uncover, are there any financial, is there any financial trauma involved in their decision-making about money? You know, what areas they really need help? Because like I said, everybody's background is different. Everybody's situation is different. So the number one thing I try to do is figure out who am I talking to and what does she or he need at that moment? So after doing a whole needs assessment, that's like the whole first appointment is just, hey, what is this? Asking a million questions, trying to figure out who this person is and what they need. Then we pinpoint whatever the needs are. And so there may be some core needs. Usually it's not everything, but I have had a client that needed everything. Um, so I pinpoint those core needs and then we select, okay, what would you like to work on first? So then they tell me, okay, I'd like to start out with this. So then I'm, I'm like, okay, you want to work on that. So then we go through the process of, first of all, me doing my behind the scenes work, research and everything and getting resources together before we get together again. 
and that we work together to figure out a strategy to get to that point. But of course, if if they have a lot of financial trauma and things like that, that is the first thing we'll work on because whatever it is that they need to achieve, they're not going to achieve it if they're stuck mentally. Excuse me. So we will go through a number of activities to really pinpoint that and get them to a point where they can be, um, where they they can find the solutions and strategies to be workable for them. So, um, so yeah. So, like I said before, you know, it's it's not a cookie cutter situation. Everybody's situation is different. Some people I'll weave in the the empowerment stuff and just really, um, you know, working on their mindset. But other people, <clears throat> excuse me, they need to do it right from the outset. This is what we need to we need to get those those issues together first. We need to fix that first and then we can fix the money. And I found that that has been the most successful way to do it, really dealing with what's stopping them from really achieving those goals or even starting out. So then after we come up with a strategy for whatever it is, so for instance, if they need to budget, right? So after we come up with like a strategy for budgeting, then I meet with them and you know, go over, okay, these are the steps, you're gonna do this, homework, what have you, because homework is important because they're not with me every single day, I can't be in their house. So then they'll do whatever the assignment is, we'll have a check-in, how did this work? How did that work? Maybe we need to tweak this or what have you. We celebrate, I'm super big on celebration. So I, when they've, when they've hit you know, a milestone, it's a big like virtual high five because you know COVID. And then, you know, it's like, yay, you've done it, awesome. Okay, well, this is what we need to do next. So then they're empowered, they feel happy. Okay, yay, now I'm gonna do this. If they come back the next time, they haven't done their homework or something happened, guess what? Life happens, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, it's okay. But how bad do you want it? If you want it very badly, you're gonna get it done. So let's figure out what's going to stop you from getting it done this time. And then, you know, as I go along every session, I will just work on, you know, if there are some things that kind of stop them or if there's some things that really worked for them. And so we just go based on their progress. And then after they've gone through all those steps and they've achieved that goal, then we can work on another goal or depending on their situation, we may just have check-ins or, you know, a number of things could happen as a result. But that is the basic process where there's an evaluation and then there's a planning session where it's like, this is what we're going to do and let's walk through it. And along the way they can communicate with me if they're having challenges or need more resources or things like that. And I'm there for them because, you know, I'm a coach, I'm, I'm a cheerleader too, you know? So yeah, that's, that's basically the process in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ruth, uh, let's talk about the process of getting your company up and running. What are some of the things that you've learned along the way as you build this into a business? Well, one of the things that I've learned is that it's not as easy as I thought it would be. <laughs> it's not as easy. I think, honestly, I think I have to be totally candid about this. I almost think that selling an actual product is easier because they see the product, they can smell it, they can reject it like that or what have you. But basically, I'm selling myself. So when you're selling yourself, you have to be aware of all of the aspects of yourself and how you relate to other people and how they how they see you, how they, I want to say, feel you, 
You know, are they feeling your vibe? Are they are they getting to know you as you speak and present on a regular basis? So I think for me that that was like one of the biggest things. The other thing is as a startup, um, being aware of costs involved, because again, it's always more than what you think it's going to be, but always because I'm promoting financial literacy and making smart moves with your money, I had to be aware of how I was spending my money as someone that didn't have a whole bunch of money, but I managed my money. Well, I was like, well, I'm doing YouTube right now. And no, I have, I don't have an iPhone. I have a little Android that it's not the best, but <laughs> I'm doing my best with what I have. And, um, and I had a little jimmied up light that I was using. Oh my gosh, I should have taken pictures and, you know, just different things like that. But as a beginner, I realized that there were those little things that I didn't really think of that, that turned out to be important, but not the be all end all. Cause at the end of the day, it's your content. It's your character. Those are the number well, number two things, I guess, those are the most important things that you bring to a new business is yourself, how you show up. After that, I would say being organized is a big deal as a business owner. You know, you have to know the ins and outs of your business. Um, it's just like selling a car. You have to know all of the details of that car. You can't have someone come to you and they say, well, how does this button work? And you're like, touch it. I'm not really sure. No, you have to really know. So you have to have a business plan and you have to be able to walk through it. And those were challenges for me because honestly, I think I'm a little bit ADHD. So I'm just like, oh, I want to do this. Boom. I do this. And, and then I'm all over the place. So I had to sit with my score. And if you've never heard of score, there are volunteers that will sit with you um, free and help you work out like business planning and stuff like that. I They were a godsend. I sat with them, told them my idea, told them what I was already doing. And they helped me kind of pare things down or, you know, just look at it from other angles, asking me all of the questions and things like that. And so honestly, I, I'm really grateful to the score program for that. And I definitely promote them because I feel like that's something that not enough people tap into because maybe they don't know about it. So that was it. And just really sitting through um, just those hard things, like asking how much money you're going to make and how much, you know, equipment costs and all those nitty gritty things when all you really want to do is just do your thing, right? You just, you just want to, I just want to sit with people. I just want to help them. That's the only thing I really actually cared about, you know, but then I realized that's not, what it is when you have a business you have to think about all the details until you start making that money where you can pay someone else to care well you still have to know all the details but at least you can kind of hire out you're doing all the things so you have to know what all those things are or else you're not going to get them done so hopefully that answered your question <laughs> please let me know if i missed a point here and so ruth uh, you're also about to add the title of published author to your resume correct Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Well, I actually do have a little ebook on Amazon and um, that is sad because I can't remember the title, but if you type in my name in the search, Ruth Agbeloso, you will see a little ebook that I have there about why you should invest because a lot of people are on the fence about investing. They will save their money either in the bank account, under their pillow. Yes, people still do under the pillow. <clears throat> Excuse me. But investing is such a scary thing. And I really want to be just out there and help people with that and let them know it's okay. It's okay to be scared, but let's do it scared. Let's figure this out, how it works so you can do it. So 
yeah, check out my little ebook on Amazon about investing, starting to invest today. Now, I do have an, another book coming out, and um, we're finalizing the editing and stuff like that. So the preliminary title is Burying Your Corpse. And so it, it'll probably have some more words behind it, but the basic gist about it is letting go of dead relationships. So it's very metaphorical, and I'm really excited about it. I really poured my heart and soul into it. So it will be out in about a month from now. What's today's date? April 30th. So it should be out by about May 30th, if not before then. So if you follow me on my social networks, you let me know, Ryan, when is a good time to mention those. Then you'll you'll know whenever I, um, you know, public. Uh, I mean, <laughs> whenever I announce that it's published, um, because I, I think that it will be interesting and um, I'll just put it like that. I think it will be interesting and not as dismal as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ruth, uh, speaking of social media networks and other contact information, how can our viewers and listeners reach out to you? Oh, that is an excellent question. My website is down because I'm starting a whole new website, which I'm excited and scared about because like I told you, it's all those little things. Um, um, so I won't announce my website yet because that's a work in progress, but I do have a YouTube channel, Women's Financial Empowerment Group. That's staying, that name is staying there. So you can check me out there. And I'm on Instagram, women's financial empowerment group but I've dropped the OU in group because you know they give you but so many letters and knowing me I was trying to take up all the lettering but anyway so I'm there on Instagram also Facebook I have a Facebook business page women's financial empowerment group and you can go there and actually book time with me directly um, from that business page I have a private Facebook group for women only um, with the same name but in parentheses WFEG because you know everybody has to have an acronym right so you can meet me there if you're a woman and also if you need to get in touch with me right away you can email me at a women's financial empowerment at gmail.com so a women's financial empowerment at gmail.com. So no group in that one. That's the only one that doesn't have group. So hopefully I've covered all of the things, but yeah, reach out to me. I mean, people do it all the time. They even ask me for money, but anyway, <laughs> that's another topic. <laughs> Back to you, Ryan. So Ruth, uh, one last thing that I'd like to close with today. What advice could you offer someone who might be watching or listening today who just doesn't know the next step with getting control of their finances, what would you say to them? Oh, that is a very good question. I would say, figure out where you are today. You know, whether, whether you have money or you don't have money or you don't have the amount of money that you think you should have, figure out where you are today. Because a lot of people just don't even know where they stand financially. They're like really clueless. If they, if they do a job, then it's like, oh, well, yay, I have $50 because I make $50 an hour or, or something like that. But a lot of times they just don't know where they are. So once you know where you are, then you can figure out where you're going to go from there, whether it's like, oh, I need to make more money or, oh, what do I do with this money? And then we can take it from there to figure out, okay, I should be investing. How much do I invest in? You know, all those other things. Awesome. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for being our guest today. And to everyone watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. 
catch our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, or on our website, openinindiana.com slash OII podcast. Thanks for listening.